Pegasus Podcast, presented by Night Sports Now. UCF news, views, and a few hot takes. Now, here are your hosts, Bailey Go Knights Adams and Christian Charge On Simmons. Welcome into episode 156. Be sure you're following us on Twitter at BaileyJAdams22, at ByCA Simmons, and at Night Sports Now. UCF has had a football game. We are at a hotel. The logistical, uh, the logistics of doing a video podcast didn't end up working out for us, but we will do, or we will attempt to do, I guess I should say, future video podcasts for post game. Um, but yeah, UCF won fifty six to six. Christian, how what's, what are the vibes like? I'm in bad mood, and it has nothing to do with the game. It's just we just spent the last thirty minutes. Trying I wouldn't to go that. It was not thirty minutes. You've been here for like maybe ten minutes. Has to work. And could not figure out where it. So the deal is that okay. So for for, for I apologize for our YouTube folks because we're not gonna have a video version of the late night pod, and that is because we're at a hotel that hates us. And and so future ones will be easier because they'll either be on the road and we record those exactly as we do our normal podcasts, or we'll be where I live, which that just wasn't an option right now. And it's whatever, it'll be fine. But I'm in a bad mood over that. But I, I guess I'm okay with the game. Yeah, it's actually like I'm so. Sorry, I also just I was like I was like very quickly trying to eat a cracker as baby was doing the intro, and it's like I'm trying to like swallow the remnants of the cracker as I talk. We're off to such a bad start. I uh, <laughs> so late night pods are back. This is this is what late night so pods back. are. This is late night pod energy. I um I know that football season is back and that UCF is back is because UCF just won a game by fifty points. 56 to 6, and the general mood seemed to be, like, sort of grumbling annoyance of the fan base after the game ended. Yeah, I think, like, when I looked back on it, it was like, I I actually told some people, I was like, this is a toxic moment for me, because (laughs) UCF was up by, like, 43 points, and I was, like, really annoyed. They had, like, 600 and something yards of offense, and I was really annoyed. And it was more so, I don't know, it was a couple things. It was the quarterback a little bit, but it was also, like, being up by 43 points and still having like, the entirety of the starters in, and I was like, well, was this weird. is, you're begging yeah. for, you're begging for something bad to happen. Because there was no, like, it wasn't like last year, I mean, even last year I thought it was kind of dumb, but, like, last year Gus said he wasn't so happy with how the starters played against SC State, and so he wanted to get them some more reps. But, like, this is largely, like, a lot of the same team. I know they're running, like, a new offense, but it's largely the same team. They've played together. They've played f- well throughout the first, whatever, two and a half, three quarters. So, like, what are you doing? Like, you and, had John Rice Plumlee in the game like, six minutes left. And Plumlee tempted that fate when, late in the game, he, like, lowered his shoulder and just went in. And in, so, I don't know if you listen to post-game, Bailey, but no. Gus had one of my favorite quotes ever. I did read that, though. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so, someone asked Gus in post-game. They asked him about what he thought about JRP really refusing to slide. And let me just say, that was maybe my number one takeaway from the game, is that JRP didn't look remotely different from the perspective of, like, playing safe, which is weird since all offseason the coaches said over and over again, oh, we've really drilled into him, how he needs to slide, he needs to protect his body. Uh, didn't do that tonight, but Gus said that after that late hit he took for no reason, Gus said he was close to going out there and tackling JRP himself because he was so upset about it. So Gus probably would have ended up coaching from a platform again. I was going to say, last time Gus had a run-in with a player, didn't go well, but yeah, I don't know what the hell, I, I have no idea why JRP, that, that just... Did, I don't. I guess that just didn't resonate all offseason. I get that it's like, I don't think he was live at any point in the offseason, no. which isn't a surprise, and I guess it's easier to just theoretically say, yes, I promise I'll slide versus <laughs> when you're in the game. But, yeah, that was that was a concern. But And I think, so, this is going to be weird, like a weird way to approach this, but you and I had, like, a brief discussion about JRP before we got on the podcast, and we seem to disagree a lot. I don't think it's really going to be as big of a disagreement as you were anticipating, because I said he's, like, the same guy, and you're like, he's not. But I mean in terms of, like, I don't want to say this, like, oh the wrong way, but, like, he hasn't gotten smarter. 
cool. like about the way he protects himself about anything about he was making some of the decisions movies. he's like some of the throws that he was making like because you you came back and you're like yeah he made some like really good throws tonight and i was like yeah and I'm, i'll probably have to watch the broadcast back to like really appreciate some of those throws because i mean when i'm watching in the stadium sometimes things get lost but um i don't know it was just like i was watching him and i was like this looks like the same play like he has a lot of upside he has some really really good moments and there's just moments where you're like how is this wide receiver playing quarterback right now? I tweeted this at one point, but it felt like he had, he shrunk the entire 2022 <laughs> JRP experience into a single game. Like, one drive, he's amazing. The next, he's throwing a pick. But let me just get out there now. Like, my bottom line on JRP from this game is that he looked much more comfortable throwing the ball, dropping back, reading the field. I think one example of that that you wouldn't have seen last season was it was that really long touchdown pass to R.J. Harvey. Mm. There is no way Harvey was who that play was designed for, but he ended up alone downfield and JRP found him and got on the ball. Little things like that. He had a couple really nice throws on the run, which is not something we saw from him last year. He had, I, like Honestly, throughout the game, he was getting the ball to receivers a lot more effectively. That looked a lot better. The issue is that he also turned the ball over three times. Against Kent State. Against Kent State. Two picks and a fumble. Now, the fumble, that's going to happen sometimes. Both of the picks were bad Bad, picks. bad throws. Really, really bad throws. Just, and it just feels like he's still in that mode where he just... It's like his. It's like when you're playing a video game and his brain kind of blinks out and he just does dumb stuff. So I... He's like, hit triangle. And then, yeah, like, and it's just... There's and, a couple defenders right there. And then on top of that, we talked... We already talked about that he's not sliding at all. So it's just like, he's such an enigma at this point that it's like, I don't even know what to think. Like, yes... He looked, especially throwing the ball, much more comfortable, but there are still some re- like really stupid mistakes still happening. And I, it's actually really funny to you because I feel like so many times this offseason I said something along the lines of, well, forget accuracy, forget whatever. They, at bare minimum, can help him protect himself more and can help to make better decisions. <laughs> and the reverse no. happened. He looks a lot more accurate. He looks like he's better distributing the ball, and he's still making dumb decisions, and he's still risking risking his body. And sit, we're in, sit, hurdling a MAC defender. There's no situation <laughs> where he should be trying to hurdle a MAC defender. Picture was pretty cool, though. Great photo. <laughs> Shouldn't exist. Um, yeah, I mean, just for him to run. like He only ended up having eight carries, but like... He was just running way too much for my liking early in the game because yeah. it was like this isn't necessary, and I, I think like I don't know, and, and yeah, he was getting he was better with getting the ball to the players around him, and I think a lot of that, and it's not like a knock against him, he's doing what he's supposed to do, but they've got just a really good cast around him. There are these this offense is they've got they a got lot got of talent and everywhere. The way I kind of came away with JRP in this game. And we'll talk about everything else because we, we always tend to do this last year where we talk about JRP for like JRP 10 minutes of the 30 minutes we do a post-game podcast. But it was like the thing that I came away with was, one, because he doesn't slide, because he doesn't protect himself, he's going to get himself hurt. And we're going to see a lot more of Tenny McLean at some point because it's just an, it's inevitable with the way he's playing or he's the way he played hurt. tonight. If, he, if they don't fix this, he's going to get hurt. He will be sidelined at some point. Um, and then the other thing was like, in a lot of ways... His ceiling hasn't seemed to change to me. His floor hasn't. Like he seems, in that way, is like we kind of know what JRP is at this point. He yeah. is. And if you want to call him an enigma, you can call him just a, whatever. He is an experience as a person, and yeah. <laughs> that sounded so dumb. But he, it's just we know what he is, and like it, it didn't change my view on the season. It was like I think some of the dumb decisions he makes is what, and I'm not saying this was going to be a special season or anything, it could prevent UCF from having a special season that was, you know, all this preseason hype was like, oh, they could be really, really good. I agree. And I think with the way he plays and, like, just the ebbs and flows, that's a 6-6, six and six, five, like 5-7, five 7-5 and seven, seven and five quarterback, which is about what I expect. I'm not going Like, I think, far. not I not about the quarterback, I'm talking about the team itself. Like, I think 
I think that's like their ceiling when he's inconsistent, which I think he still is. I don't know what's happened where our roles have suddenly reversed because I feel like you're the one out there right now, and I'm the one trying to like reel us back in. Like, like let's be clear, it was one game against a MAC team. Like, I don't like I was gonna say next. I don't feel like we learned anything. Like, I, I was talking with in the with a couple folks. From well, that's why he seems the, the same. Like, it's then. just like I feel like I like I feel like we like learn things as far as who's gonna play. And what guys might have great years, but I'm just like, I, I don't have any more of a clue if they're going to be Boise or not right now than I did before kickoff. I have no idea. There were encouraging things with JRP. Like I said, a lot more comfortable throwing the ball. He had some... It was... I realized that it's the first game I've ever watched JRP play where every time he drops back to throw, I'm not inherently like clenching and freaked out. And that was an improvement. But then he still had the stupid decisions. I don't... I don't... I don't know. I, to me, he still needs to stay healthy, obviously. That's where the season yeah. gets off the rails, but... I don't know. I mean, I mean, my my one of my big takeaways for the team as a whole is there are playmakers everywhere on offense. Yeah. I mean, the running back room is as advertised and as deep as we thought. We saw a ton of different guys get carries. We saw what Jordan McDonald, Mark Anthony Richards, R.J. Harvey, and Demarcus Bowman all score touchdowns. Mm-hmm. On top of that, Johnny Richardson led the team in in, ru- in rushing. And Johnny had a touchdown called back on a pretty questionable call, and it was one like twenty yards behind. It was a clear the- hold. I will, I will say it was a I, clear hold. They showed the replay, and I don't think it, 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 like it wasn't something that affected the play. Like it could it could have gone without a flag, but I guess they kind of spared a, a sixty point game. Um, but I don't know, and I guess like that's probably the good thing with this is me saying like I, my mind hasn't changed on like them being a five to seven win team. It's like. I think it's a good thing that I didn't come away from a game against the MAC team thinking like, oh, they're going to win 10 games. Which is funny because how many times in the weeks leading up to this did I point out to people like, hey, this is not an FCS team. This is a MAC team. It's could not have fooled the same me. thing. Whatever. That UCF won by 50 points. You could have fooled 50, me. That was, not, that, that was not a good team. In some ways more dominant than their performance against SC State last year. I mean, which Kent State might just be terrible, and I think that's likely. But either way, I mean, I think that there were a couple things on offense and then we can talk about defense after that I was excited by one I, I'm calling it now I think Xavier Townsend is going to be breakout player of the year yeah I, I think mean, so he looked awesome he I had think some <laughs> awesome catches some awesome moves he led the team in receiving yards five catches 81 yards and a touchdown he looked freaking good I think after one drive I said he was going to be a thousand yard receiver I, I'd buy it I'd yeah, buy it I, and then you've also got Javon Baker had a good night Kobe Hudson had a good night I, I the receivers ran, we saw a good amount of Randy Pittman he was out there a lot more than I was thinking he would be we saw Braden Marshall out there a ton after they sort of messed with the secondary after the first quarter it didn't <laughs> yeah. go so well but um let me let me say one more thing about the offense how about wild mcdonald i like it love it no idea that was coming it's just wild it's the exact same thing and he's just as good at it he's also wearing number five it's just perfect it's, <laughs> it's just like, perfect it was weird because i saw him go out there and i was like number five i was like this looks way too familiar like it's just number five Which, running the wild again it was successful against what i'm pretty sure is a bad mac team but having that package still because wild bowser was useful as hell last year and them seemingly having a player that they can operate that with that's exciting Did you know jordan mcdonald had a 33 yard catch i'm like i'm losing i lost that i don't remember when that happened uh, unless espn stats are that wrong. might be a misplaced stat. okay let me check uh, <laughs> it says he had one the official says he had one catch for 33 yards but um yeah i mean i think overall it's he scored 56 points like even when like uh, Timmy came in. I thought Timmy looked pretty good in his couple drives that he played. And, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not overly, like, I'm not down about anything. It's a 50-point win, and it's about what they should have done against a team of that level. But it's like, I just don't think, like, we saw some improvements. We saw some of the same stuff. And I, it wasn't enough for me to be like, yeah, <clears throat> this whole night and day difference. Like, that's that's where it was. It yeah, was like, I, I just feel like I'm never going to, like, listen to coaches again because, 
all offseason it was less like led us to believe like there was just it was gonna be a different player. It just felt like very yeah. much like the same player. He was a little better of a passer. He absolutely but looked he's the same. Player. He absolutely looked improved to me. But yeah, I, night and day. I, that 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 <laughs> which we called that out as coach speak when we first yeah. heard it. But that's yeah, that's not thy Henshaw play calling. Assuming he did call the plays, you never know. But that was supposed <laughs> to be the plan. I like I, I love the pace they played at. That was that was a lot faster than the last couple years, and it felt like they managed the tempo well and. I enjoyed the play calling. Lots of like options, speed options, and stuff like yeah. that, which was interesting. But um, I liked, and I think someone pointed this out. Um, I forget who it was. It was like the UCF X's and O's guy that does the a lot of the film breakdowns for on Twitter. He pointed out like something that Gus likes to do is what was the touchdown to Holler, where like oh. after a first down they like run hurry up and kind of disguise Holler, and he, that's why he was wide open. Yeah, no he one was picked just him alone up alone in the end zone. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's a there's a reality where like last year JRP doesn't make that throw. So, like. but honestly, truly, I here's here's a big sign on how much JRP has improved. Not at, not at one point tonight was there an easy throw that he made incredibly hard, and well, that yeah, happened a lot. I last think it was year. actually like, maybe it was a perfect parallel. I think last year against SC State, he I think Kimori Gamble might have caught the ball, but it was like a bad yeah, overthrow. We were it was talking like about he that saved exact play in the press box, and yeah. so it, I don't know. There's there's well, one like one like for like kind of kind of difference. Another so example cool. I'll give is I don't know if you remember this. I tweet about this. The first Tulane game last year, which he had a big game in, but remember they had a two minute drill. They got the ball back with like a minute and a half to go in the first half. Yeah, couldn't do it. Just he could not throw the ball. It was a mess, and they went out with nothing. I know it's very different level of competition, but they have a two minute drill first half against Kent State. It was the most well-executed, efficient drive ever with no issue. Yeah, and I wonder how much different, I mean, nah, probably wouldn't be that much different, but with his night, his last pa- pass was that bad interception that was like, it, it just was awful. Yeah. And it, without Which that... Which Gus basically said along the lines of like he was forcing it, like he was just like, ooh, yeah, I want to get another touchdown. I'm still in for some reason late in the game, hell yeah, and threw a and stupid that's, pass. that's the same thing, is like, he didn't need to do that. There's times when, like, he had a 30-something yard run where he lowered his shoulder at the end of it. Was that the one that Gus was talking about, or no? Yeah, it was, was like a 30-something yard. One of the last ones, yeah. Oh no, that's not even what I was talking about. It was the like, one in the first half where he had like a 30-something yard run and he lowered his shoulder into the guy. When it, he well, I think it was because Gus said it was one where he was down. When it's like, when it's like you you have a first down, you're when you lower the shoulder, you're not most of the time. I'd say 90-something percent of the time. You're not going to lower your shoulder enough to where like you shake off the defender and you run for a touchdown. Like that play was over, and it was either over because you're sliding and protecting yourself, or you're just needlessly putting your shoulder into a guy. You know the shoulder. I don't know if it was the shoulder that his throwing shoulder, but either way, Bad. like you you don't want to do that. Like yeah. it's, it's so unnecessary, and he does it, and it's like oh yeah, I just want to compete. Where it's like yeah, compete on the next play. Yeah, it's not like it, it, and I, the whole I, I'm a competitor. T- I didn't love it just, that quote from him. It made it made me think. And I was talking with uh, some people I went to the game with on the way back to the car. I was like, "Do you remember when McKenzie had that touchdown against Memphis, where he like flipped over the end zone? That was something he had to do. Like they needed that at the time. Like he, it was a touchdown. It wasn't a first quarter play where he was already thirty something yards on the field. Kent State. Yeah, it just it's it's a lot of the stuff with him is so needless, and I just. That's what makes me think, and I guess maybe it's just a, what he said, he's a competitor, and it's like, I'm sure there is some adrenaline to it, where it's like, he's 30-something yards down the field, and this is the first game he's played in, whatever, eight months, like, sure, maybe there's some of that, but it's like, he's a little smarter. Yeah, I don't, I don't, and I, I, like I said, it really bothered me when he went up there, and his quote was, well, I'm just a competitor, it's like, (laughs) I can't recall how many times this offseason, Hinshaw, or Gus, or other players, or him himself, himself, yeah talked about how much they've they've really focused on he needs to protect his body and he took so many hits last year and he can't do season and then it literally looked like he just not only like 
didn't do it as much as they would have liked, ignored it. Just flat yeah. out. And I gotta say that Gus, Gus, you know, knows the business, and he's typically pretty even-keeled in front of the media. He was visibly just pissed talking about that when he was asked about it. I mean, I, I so hopefully that's something they can fix. I can't fathom why JRP is just that. Honestly, I'll flat out say it. It's selfish. It's selfish to play that way. They need him to be healthy for this to be a special it's season. Like he's playing and he's not going to stay. It's like he's playing for highlights sometimes. Ooh, man, that we we kind of talked about that during the game. That it does feel like that it's just sometimes. like yeah, we're just like, like this playing, is going to look really cool. Play, and like literally, yeah, like the hurdle. There was absolutely no reason in the flow of the game for him to try that. To be fair to him, except it looked cool. It did look great. Cool. Photo, yeah, from it was it. great. Um, <laughs> no logical just, reason to do it, but. Last thing, we're going to move to the defense in a second, but last thing is, like, offensive line-wise, like, I thought they struggled a lot early. We were kind of getting pushed around, which yep. was scary to see, but I think they settled in. I think they had a couple penalties that were frustrating. Um, I'll, I'll be able to, like, look at it more when I go back and watch the broadcast, yeah. I think. O-line's always easier on the second watch, yeah. because on the first watch, you're, um, you're not always paying as much attention. But, yeah, it definitely seemed like first quarter was the roughest for them, and they settled in. Gus yeah. said in post-game that they moved Bula to left guard, since we're keeping that going. A week and uh, a half ago. A week ago. and a half ago, so we'll see how that goes. But he, he seemed fine. Yeah. I didn't notice anything from him that was bad, but... Yeah, I'm not super. I mean, we'll see. It's like I don't know what to make of the O line right now. There was not. It wasn't like they were getting bullied to the point I was freaking out. It looked like that Kent State threw some stuff at them they maybe weren't ready for, and they adjusted, and that was yeah. that. I mean, yeah, it's this thing. It's like it's it is so hard to gauge anything from this game because 723 yards of offense and 56 points. Like that was just 50 point win purely because they just were that much better. Like I that was up, an overmatch. Last time, when was the last time they beat an FBS team by 50 plus? Temple. Last year for the space game. Oh, okay. I guess not that long ago. How much did they win that game? Oh, so seventy to thirteen, I think. Okay, but when was the last time they beat like a non-conference FBS I team? Don't know. I'll just keep I don't think the it matters. It but I mean, I Temple's, Temple's did, not in our conference anymore. They did set the record. You, they, we got told in post game that UCF set the record for yards per carry in a game. Their record. What was it? No, wait. What was it? It's like eight point. Oh, eight point five. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. 389 rushing yards. Running backs um, look good, man. They all looked good, and they all look good in different ways. So that was again, seven penalties for 70 yards. It was just classic, classic Gus Malzahn. Never going to change. It's never, never, it's never going to. It's so I frustrating. Don't, I don't understand it. It's like all these coordinators and assistants can come and go, and the team just isn't yeah. disciplined. The, um, okay, so defense. Defense. Uh, Let me tell you. The only thing I came away from this game like worried about, like, okay, I'm alarm bells, which I don't know what you can tell from this game, but secondary needs tinkering. The group yeah. they started with and put out there did not work, and, and that's they were already t- – I don't know if it was always the plan, but we were seeing different guys in there pretty quickly. Braden Marshall ended up playing a ton, and he had some good moments and some bad moments. DeJordan Mask got beat badly and somehow turned it into, like, the coolest interception I've seen <laughs> – of the last three or four years for UCF. I mean, it, it literally, like, on the replay, it looks like he glitched in real life to catch up. It makes yeah. no sense. I mean, but, so, I don't know. Like, I think it's, honestly, I guess maybe my opinion didn't even change there because it's kind of the same as I said in our last pod and a couple ago is that they have the pieces to make a good secondary. It's just going to take tinkering, and I think you immediately saw that where, like, I don't mean to be mean, but, man, how is Corey Thornton still? I hope, how is Corey Thornton still starting? <laughs> I hope they do have the pieces to make it work. I truly think they do. Because, they, you should kind of think, like, they have so many guys, like, they have to. But that's kind of but my like, take, is, like, yeah. I, they have so many guys that it's just putting guys in the right spots. And I'm going to take back the Corey Thornton comment a little bit. He had some good moments, but it's, like, there's a couple times he gets beat, and I'm just, like, I feel like I've been watching Corey Thornton get beat for five years. Like I just, A couple times, too. I saw him, like, in... There was a small... He was... Well, I don't know if it was every time, but there was a smaller... He was covering a smaller receiver. And on some run plays, like, he was getting pushed around by this smaller receiver, and I was like, you, yeah. got, you got to get off some of these blocks. But, yeah, I mean, I just, that's weird, because I did think it was always going to be, like, especially 
the offensive line a little bit, but also the secondary is going to be a work in progress. I mean, like, it, they're going to yeah. have to figure it out, like, as they go, which I think isn't always ideal. I mean, especially when next week, like, the figure it out is, like, they're playing at Boise State they're playing across a game the country. It feels like a must-win game for if this season is going to be a season that fans want it to be. Like, yeah. You lose that game, you lose a lot of hype. It makes the path to a bowl that much more difficult. Because think about it, you start three and zero, you just got to go three and six in the Big Twelve. Yeah. Start two and one, four and five. I'm not saying they can't do that, but it becomes a little more dicey. Three and six feels easy. Four and five feels, hope so. You yeah. Know, so. <laughs> yeah. I um. And this is something I'm probably gonna go back and, and watch on the broadcast. But like, I don't know. I didn't really. Nothing stood out to me bad or good about the linebackers. I didn't feel like Jason Johnson was, played a lot. Literally, note I was about to say was that I feel like I barely noticed the linebackers. Yeah. It's like they just kind of were there and did their job, which I guess is a good thing. I feel like I, I was like looking halfway through the game. I feel like Jason Johnson didn't play a ton. I don't know if that's just because they needed to see he more had of. Three total tackles. They needed to see more of Yates and more yeah. of Ryan Davis. Ryan Davis and, had five tackles, Yates had seven. Yeah. Uh, D line looked great. That's not really a surprise, but. Very I think it's funny. I look at this. and I'm looking at Kent State, and again, if these are, if these stats are right on ESPN, they had 95 yards of rushing, which I wouldn't have guessed because I thought yeah. like it, for most of the game. I, mean, I guess probably a lot of that came later in the game, but like when the starting defensive line was in, I was like, some of these teams. And again, it's, it's Kent State, but like it's like this is just a wall of, it, of humanity. I felt so bad. There was one. There was one play. I think in like the third. I don't remember second or third quarter where Kent State's running back got the ball and he he managed to pick up all of his acceleration just to run into a brick wall. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that sucks, man. Like that's yeah. that's just unfortunate. But I mean, they've just got so many good guys. John Walker got a good amount of time out there. Yeah. I was kind of chuckling to myself because I noticed he's out there in the crowd. I'm like, this is like the biggest recruiting program in history, and so much on Twitter is like, John Walker's going to play. I'm like, does anyone in the crowd even notice right now that John Walker's out there? Like, it's like, <laughs> you never notice a D tackle. Yeah. Like, I just, it's, it's funny, but. I mean, I did because I'm just. Well, sure. I'm just a little bit. I meant like more the yeah. I was yeah. accusing But it was just funny because it's funny that you John said that Walker. because I, tw- I tweeted when he was in the game. I, like, when he first came out there, I said, John Walker in the game. And then <laughs> and I think it was right after JRP's fumble, and I was like, I'm not going to talk about the fumble. But. Yeah, no, I mean, it, I think the defensive line is going to be good. I, I, I think, this, yeah, the secondary is probably the question, but it was the question going in, and we didn't learn. I mean, I'm sure the coaches probably learned some about who can play where and how they want to field this together. I'm curious to see what it looks like next week when they take the field against Boise State. But yeah, I mean, overall, it's like what what can we talked about this in the, the preview podcast? Like, what can you really take away? It's like. Some of these guys, like, where they're playing, where they are in the pecking order, all that kind of stuff. But as far as, like, actual substa- like substantial takeaways, it's, like... It's tough. I, I really do... This offense, I will say, and this is one thing that will just come back to bite me hard, and I'll be looking like an idiot for it in a few weeks, but, like, this offense felt really fun. And I feel like that's been missing for a few years with UCF. Like, just their style of play, the playmakers they have, the plays they're making. I'm just like, this is just freaking fun, you know? And it seemed like the crowd was having a good crowd, by the way. They announced, yeah. especially for Thursday night, they announced 44,008, I think, which is a lie. But still, it was a really, really <laughs> good crowd. Um, yeah. Um, I was worried with the rain and all that and there being sort of a hurricane the other day. But yeah. welcome to Florida, where it's just sometimes it's like, yeah, there was a hurricane, but it wasn't quite here. So, but That was the weirdest thing, because we talked about that on the, on the pregame podcast, pregame, the preview podcast, where it was like, it was right before the hurricane was supposed to hit, or the day before the hurricane was supposed to hit. And I was like, well, maybe this game, and then we get like three days later, and it's like, yeah, a hurricane came through, and like, it really did, like, part of Florida was devastated by it, but it was like, we just, it, it almost like, for, in, in some ways, like, this game just happened, and it was like, oh yeah, they're like that. Yeah. That happened this week. Yeah, um, yesterday. Yeah, that's it's weird to think about. I mean, I guess there's like there was still some weather today, but 
Yeah, I thought it was a good crowd. I thought it was a good atmosphere. And shout out to the new LED lights for immediately breaking. <laughs> you know what's funny? So, so one of our former roommates, Matt, was I was who I was sitting with, and he says, like, as that's happening, he goes, he was like, one of these times, like, when these lights, like, they try to bring the lights back on, like, one of them's not going to come on. And then, like, right after he said that, it happened, and I was like, guess that time is now. And yeah. there was a little bit of a, a light delay that we had, um, so that was fun. But so I thought got... that was a really cool, like. That was a cool... And I know they did the Lights Up, Lights Down thing last year, but I thought, like... Apparently that's becoming, like, a thing, because The Athletic tweeted a video of it. and was yeah. like, Lights Up, Lights Down. And I'm like, oh, this is, like, a thing now, huh? Like, yeah. This is going to sound so dumb, but since Lights Up, Lights Down... We need a better name for it, first off, because that's just a mouthful. But that's a thing that started since... I I've, haven't gone to home games really as a fan since 2015 because it was when I started covering the team and it's like that evolved post me being there as a fan so I just don't acknowledge it weirdly like I always forget it's a thing like <laughs> well, I think it just started last lot. year didn't it I think, I think it's been three is it this the second I think, year I, I think last year yeah so it's just like I, I, I just keep forgetting it's a thing now but we got very far into this podcast without talking about a critical part of tonight and well, that is the uniforms well we always, it always gets to be right around this time I just I'm looking so I gotta the say, other thing I was gonna say about the game presentation is Terry's song is still a thing so yeah, they inter- didn't they interrupt they, Zombie Nation? Or no, something? no, no. They, it was it was like a Harry Styles song, oh, okay. and they just cut like it cut it off. They started playing that song, and they cut it off immediately stupid to start song. playing Terry's song. So let me just say that I and and this is gonna sound so stupid, but when like the gold when I'm in the press box and the and the players start coming out, I saw those gold helmets. I was like, oh my god, they look so much better than I thought. And I went down to the field to get a better look, and like I I I never even knew there was something wrong with UCF's old gold, but this new gold. Good That's the thing Lord. is like we was I would have never thought anything differently. I would have been like, yeah, these nice gold helmets, and then yeah. they got the new gold ones. And I was like, yeah, this is actually an upgrade. They, I didn't think they needed. I didn't they know they needed to the be upgraded. So uh, I, I just this it just it's it's the most black and gold look UCF's ever worn. I love it. I gotta say, I'm I'm so getting sick of like I there was because there was some talk on Twitter. I forget who started it, but it was like, oh wow, these UCF these UC, these new UCF jerseys, the numbers look yellow instead of gold. And some people were like, yeah, I noticed that too, blah, blah. And I'm like, you guys know they wore these last year, right? Well, apparently, like, apparently on jerseys. the TV broadcast, because when people post pictures of the TV, I actually kind of agree. Really? On the TV okay. broadcast, it looks weird. That, and I don't know why that's because the case. because like, the Nymo jerseys aren't new. They yeah. wore those last season. Yeah, and I don't know, I don't know if it's something... Maybe it's the way the like the new lighting. I mean, I will say this: gold, the gold of the it might be the lighting, honestly, because yeah. the lighting's a lot brighter. And honestly, the helmets are the older UCF, the old UCF helmets trended toward brown on the gold scale, and these are more towards yellow. But I like them; they pop more. They feel electric almost. It's, they look see, they look a little bit like they look odd. Yeah, but uh, that photo you're showing me a photograph of a television. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. on TV. Like, but I'm saying like I, you know what I mean. Like it's like yeah. I don't yeah. Know. I'll have to go. Watch, I'll I'll go watch the broadcast and yeah. this before I really because like even like this was I'm looking at uh, someone who posted it and then they posted like an actual video that UCF posted and they were like oh. yeah see like they don't look. They yeah, look, that's the thing. Yeah, like, that's, that's what I saw. That's they right, don't. exactly. It's so, like and when you look at them in person, you see them like they look normal. But like uh-huh. guess some people were seeing on the TV broadcast it looked yellower. Well, and I don't know if that was a talking point last year at all or what. But um, we also had a rocket launch. We did. I yeah. was going to say we did a rocket People launch, People just too. stopped watching the game with, like, a minute left, which is, I mean, fair enough. It was a 50-point game. I was laughing um, how many people were just up. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares at that point? I, <laughs> I thought it was supposed to happen earlier in the night. So, like, when people were, like, turned around, I was like, what are we doing? It was like, initially <laughs> supposed to happen at 721. Oh, uh, okay. Which would have been cool. Or not 721, like 750 or something. But. I'm sitting there watching the game, and this lady, like, was family pretty much, is, like, turned around, and it looks like they're kind of just, like, staring me dead in the face. And I'm like, why are they looking, like... And my direction, and I looked up, and I was like, "Oh, a lot of people were up there for the yeah. for the launch." But yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was just good to be back. 
it was that was like my almost overwhelming takeaway was just being back in the bounce house and it rocking with this great crowd and the teams out there. They're in the Big Twelve now. They're in the Big Twelve. There's Big Twelve logos on the field. They're playing a freaking MAC team and they're on FS1. I, I just it, it was. Yeah. Uniforms look great. I, I just it was a really fun just just being back. You know, I mean it, that was my that was my big takeaway. Yeah, and I got to meet Wild Bill. I'm really jealous. <laughs> I I, it, I kind of forgot that was happening. And yeah, then I got tagged in the tweet. And I, was I like, oh, uh, spent half time with Wild Bill just talking talking what we about what we saw in the first half. It's just breaking time. it down. Yeah, yeah. just. Just two dudes just talking. Yeah, I saw because he replied to me on Twitter at one point because I was like, oh, I feel left out or so, I forget what I said. And he was like, well, you can always come down. I just didn't reply because I'm like, I'm not coming down. Yeah, well, there was, <laughs> like, no, there was no, there's no way. Let me say before because I feel like that makes me sound like a dick or something. Like, it's it's not easy. Like, it's not like I just like oh, magically. Yeah, no, it's, like, it's very it's difficult. It's a process. I just had a heart attack today from it because. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, so what you, there is a, there's elevators that you use to get to the top of Roth Tower because the press box is on the top floor. It's the same elevator that all the people who are in the clubs and stuff are using, so it's very packed and what not i rarely go down i have a field pass so before the game i can go down to the field i very rarely do that just because i like to get settled in the press box and you know snack on my pizza and drink a soda and just stare out like i own the place but these helmets i had to get down i had to get down to the field so i i went down to the field hung out there for a little bit i ended up not going back up to the press box until like close to kickoff it's maybe 30 minutes before so the elevators are freaking packed and i'm like Mm -hmm. oh my god so i was like i have an idea I'll take the stairs. Oh. I did not process how difficult walking up six floors is. Yeah. And let me tell you, buddy, I, I seriously, like, I couldn't breathe. Like, I got to the press spot. This is out of shape I am. Like, my legs were numb. I couldn't start breathing normally. I actually was like, I sat down and I was like, I feel like the odds of me having a medical emergency are higher than 0%. Like, I feel like there's a shot, but... <laughs> It's okay. Calm down. Made yeah. it through. Never doing that again. That was ha- terrible. Happy you're here with us and not <laughs> going to have to do a podcast from the hospital or med- been a rough. medical facility or something like that. But that would have sucked. It's like, oh no, what happened to him? He tried to walk upstairs. Well, this is it's funny that you're like saying about that because I'm I'm forgetting it's it's twelve sixteen now as we're wrapping up this this late night podcast and I'm remembering that my day hit a snag when I was trying to leave Tampa and my car wouldn't start. Yeah, and so I had to make a quick little quick little stop at a auto parts store and get a new battery. But I'm glad that's all it was, and I was able to get on the road. But I was just maybe delusionally like on my way to this place. I was like, if it's more than a car battery, like can I get a rental car that like was now? My favorite thing. I was like, can I get a rental car like that quickly and like be on the road and make it to the game on time? And yeah, I mean, I didn't need to do that. I got to the game and happy to be here. So my dumb thought when you because you texted me yeah. when you were like you were like you, immediately you were like on my way, and I said cool. Then five minutes later, like car battery, car yeah. won't start. And my immediate thought, which makes no sense, was like, can I drive to Tampa to get him? I knew that's what, for some reason, when you started that sentence, I was like, if this is going, like, I was like, this is, there's no way that's where this sentence is going. And like, and I thought about it. Come pick me up in Tampa. For a longer <laughs> time than it made sense. Because, like, obviously, logistically, it makes no sense. And it took me about 30 People seconds. People I went to, to the like, game with could have come, they came from Wesley Chapels. Like, they could have No, come, it makes yeah. absolute, but I literally am like, I could go get him. You're like, and oh, like, man, I don't want him to miss the game. I'll go pick him up two hours away. It makes no sense. Like, just, I. Ugh. Look, bottom line is this is why we need the train. Uh, they've talked about for years. As long as as long as the train isn't seventy five dollars for a one way ticket, worth it. I, mm, Guys, I why, never, Wild Bill and I talked about that actually. That was one of our talking points. If we uh, if the Pegasus podcast ever puts ads on, it'll be because we need to pay for uh, you know the. So like there's this. I did see yeah, that. Yeah, UCF posted this video of lights up, lights down from like an aerial like drone shot, and it looks really really cool. God, that was a great crowd. I mean, yeah, that really that wasn't was, a sellout, but it was 
It a lot good. of folks for a I was, Thursday night. Yeah, I was a little bit worried, but it wasn't. It wasn't bad. Now we're. It was one of the ones that. It, yeah, who cares? <laughs> that was this like, late night guy. If you're new, if you weren't with us last year, here's what the late night pods are. They're Bailey and I half asleep, rambling about a bunch of stuff, and then yeah. having to backtrack backtrack it all on the main podcast. But the main one, yeah, you know? the main one. But yeah, I, I, I um, I was a little worried because it was a late arriving crowd. Like a couple minutes in the game, I'm like, this looks tough. And then I, it's always happens that I look up ten minutes later. I'm like, oh, everyone showed yeah. up. Like it's full. Yeah, I mean, students were. Students they were, they were there. Like I, I walked in. I don't know what time it was, but I walked in and the student sections were full to the top. Yeah, the I second, like, I, the second it opened, it was like. I um, but yeah, I, I was looking around. I was like, oh man, like where is everyone? And then one of my friends came back up and was like, hey, yeah, like there's still a bunch of people down, like down there, like the, it's gonna fill in. And it filled in pretty nicely. Oh, yeah. But oh yeah, yeah, I, I think um, overall fun. Like that's the thing is we will come back with the next episode and we'll we'll usually we'll kick things off with what like things we missed, other things we saw on the broadcast and. Yeah, maybe I will walk back some of the things I say because that's these things happen. Like we, we, the game ended what an hour and a half ago, probably. Yeah. Um, so it's like we haven't these had time are to all these are all snap that. judgments, but that's what the next podcast is for is. We'll talk about things that we missed, things that we want to maybe kind of course correct or just dial back a little bit, and then we'll preview the game against Boise State, which which they could win or they could lose. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I have no earthly idea. All offseason, I was just kind of like, yeah, they'll probably win that game, and like as it's gotten closer and closer, I'm more and more nervous for I'm it. I'm in the same boat. I feel like just because of the excitement around the Big 12, I've kind of ignored this game, and now yeah. that it's here, I'm like, oh hey, this game is like as hard, if not harder, than most of the other games on the schedule, and there's no guarantee that they're going to win it, but Boise State does play... On Saturday, they play Washington, who is yeah. supposed to be very good. So we'll learn a little bit more about them. Yeah, and that's the thing is like I, I just don't like the idea of having to worry in week two. And it was like we did last year we played Louisville, which I don't think I was as worried when we played Louisville. And I then wasn't, I wasn't particularly worried about. Then Louisville that game happened because right. um, yeah, because they got they got wrecked by Syracuse. By I think it was week Syracuse. one. Was and it I was Ole Miss or Syracuse. I think this year was uh, I don't know one year one, one year, year week one they got beat really bad There's, maybe it was the year see, before you <laughs> see listeners as you remember there were two years in a row where we went into a Louisville game not even worried about Louisville and proceeded <laughs> I think to it was I think it was the year so before when we, we went to Louisville because they got blown out we were walking to the stadium and that. people were like you guys are gonna kill us and we're <laughs> like haha yeah and then we forgot <laughs> it was it. so bad we'd forgotten it was no longer 2017 and UCF yeah. can't just I mean listen man the 2017 vibes are strong the fact that UCF just won a game 56 to six and fans on tour no one's angry but everyone's just kind of like. Could have been I better. Would, you know, I would have liked to see a better performance. <laughs> like it's it's just points. it was literally just the turnovers. That's all it was because it was if, like that just so stains it. You, this, you're like your quarterback okay. just threw like just had two picks and a fumble. This is and the a point I was point thinking win. about JRP being better. I know you can't, but if you could subtract the turnovers, Don't do that. if you could, Don't do that. we're talking right now about whoa. John oh. Rice Plumley is amazing and could be a Heisman. That's what we're saying. If you just take away three plays, unfortunately you can't. Those three <laughs> plays did happen. He turned the ball over three times. I hate, I hate doing State. that. I can't. I can't. I know. Agree. I'm not arguing for that, but I'm just. No, saying, I know. Like, I'm just the idea of it is because people, people like, do that. People so, do that. That's what. That's oh, why it makes me so. And people really just like, well, if you take away all of his worst moments, it really changes. <laughs> it's the game. really really good. I feel like it's when I play NCAA 14, which I play a lot. <laughs> His stat this line is, is exactly how I play in that game because it's like the stats are awesome. Like I complete all my passes, but then every now and then I just threw a stupid pick, and it's like I finished. It's like oh, he had five touchdowns and four picks, and it's stupid. <laughs> Completed eighteen of twenty-one passes. It's like that was literally how he twenty nineteen Jameis Winston. Oh, God, seriously, <laughs> that's what goodness. it was. But yeah, so we can leave it here. Timmy McLean looked really good against those backup Mac players. Do you think were they backups? Yes. Oh, that's sad. Because <laughs> like he looks really good. Yeah, there <laughs> was a reason. But, oh yeah. yeah. Um, 
but yeah, we will leave it here. We'll be back next week. Um, yeah, I was, I was gonna say, wait, is that next week? Yeah, it's still yeah, the same it week. Sure is. Yeah. Um, we'll be back early next week with episode one fifty seven, where we will talk about the things we missed from the Kent State game, and then move on to previewing the Boise State game. But until then, you can find us on Twitter at Bailey J Adams twenty two at by C A Simmons and at Night Sports Now. Thank you guys so much for being with us, and we will talk to you soon. Bye, everybody.